We're back. Hey, look at us. We're in person. What's We're up, here beach? together. My name is Molly. I'm Becky. And if you haven't been here before, we are a pop culture podcast. We specialize in talking about Miley Cyrus. And while we do so, we go over some other pop culture news and we drink a bottle of Moscato wine every time we chat. What do we have today? All right. We've got... um. It's from the Grafton Winery, which is a local winery uh, to where we are recording right now. It's in Alton, Illinois, because we live... By the Lou. By the St. Louis. By the St. Um, Louis. Yeah, so since I'm back in town visiting you today, Molly, um, I got us some local wine. Because I was like, you know what? I'm never going to get to have this. And this it's apple true. crisp, because happy fall, y'all. Happy fall, y'all. And I'm just really happy we're able to find the same wine to drink. Yeah, I was like, you know what? Let's do some it's local so hard. stuff while we're here together. So let's cheers. cheers. Kick it off. <laughs> mm, we love it. Today, we have a live studio audience member. We need a sign that probably says applause for him. Welcome it's to the stage. Avid. Ooh. We went and got dinner beforehand, and now since Becky's in town, and now we are, we set up um, studio in the kitchen. He doesn't actually care; he's just nosy. Yeah, I'm very nosy. True. This is true. And Charlie, of course, is also part of our studio audience. Char, Char, he's always. been nibbling on his binky, his ball. Ew. Okay, but this is Grafton Winery Apple Crisp. What are your thoughts? What's your rating out of 10? Okay, Would you I'm, recommend to a friend? I really didn't think it was as sweet it was as, as it, what as I thought it was going to be. Um, really? This I is 10%, Molly. <gasps> That's a lot. That is a lot. And honestly, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm a little bit exhausted. So, um, yeah, I might be feeling it early on. Yeah, this might be a little rough of an episode. But... We have a very fun episode planned because Miss Noah Cyrus released her debut album. We're so excited. And we're going to dive into it um, at the later part of the episode. But first, we have to go over Miley News per usual. Per I mean, usual. there's not much going on. So per this will usual. Be, this will be quick. She was seen alive and well. Alive and well. She was wearing Chanel, which a lot of people liked. But she was posing with a fan this past Saturday in Hollywood um and yeah we're just very happy she's alive and well that's all we that's just what we're scraping at we um, have to. she is performing tomorrow at the taylor hoggins <gasps> tribute show so we'll get some crumbs and that'll be fun <laughs> becky smells like a burger because her burger sweat all over her true it was dripping also i wanted to give a shout out because i don't know if you've seen this but there is a like new social media account slash um, like website out there right now and it's called Miley Media Now it's a new fan source website um, and it posts like a lot of unseen outtakes from photo shoots it's like a full website it's not oh, just like a Twitter oh you account. need to check it it's Twitter and Instagram but they have like okay. an actual website oh. and they've been posting a lot of like the unseen outtakes from like the 2013 bangers promo shoot um, I don't know I've been, I was like dang yeah I was looking at so it the other night who is it that's running that that has all this content? Um, I don't know specifically, but I know that. So when I was on Twitter, um, like a few weeks ago, some person was like, some person found all of the outtakes from all these photo shoots, like all these photo shoots yeah. that like never be before seen pictures, and they were like trying to sell them. Well, this person bought all of them out <gasps> and then put them online so everyone could have them. Wow. How sweet. Oh, the like, we don't deserve. Yeah, and organized like a whole like website and yeah. So I just wanted to give a shout out because they're like popping off right now. They have a really That's good exciting. Yeah. So at okay. Miley Media Now on like all the socials. Um and then I think the website's called like MileyPictures.com. Something like that. But I feel like I've heard of that. Are it's we, yeah. It's, so it's not anyone on her team. This is just like a a, a a civilian? This is just like a fan. Yeah. <laughs> a civilian. Oh, my God. The last thing I saw was that an Italian fashion designer, Ennio Capasa, I don't know. Great I might job. Be, Has to be. Told a magazine recently that he just sent Miley um, the first look of his fashion show for her new video. Which, that is, ooh, like, actually very exciting. 
if, if there's a new video, people, there's new music. People were like, I'm it's not getting ready. excited yet. People were like, no one moved. <laughs> Did you have any other Miley news? Um, so I have like a theory about the reason that she's kind of been doing nothing. And of course we know that she kind of does seclude herself when she's working on music and we, sure. we know that she, that's what she's doing. But I'm almost wondering if she's like stepping back so that Noah had a chance to shine. Because imagine if like if Miley came out like, you know, she did an event or she released a single or something and then Noah's just in the background because she's not as big. Like I Miley, actually did not Miley's think of that. Miley's media would like eat that up. That's so true. I did so not I think wonder. about that. Because I know, I mean, there's been like a family feud. And so maybe that's. But I feel like right now it's she, really. She would never like sabotage Noah. I agree. And I also feel like right now it's really just between like Miley and Billy Ray. Yeah. For what I, it's or like, like everyone in Billy Ray, like he's in the center and they're all. But, but so, yeah. So I was wondering, like, maybe that could be a little bit of part of it. Yeah. You know? No, I didn't think about that. Honestly, yeah, probably because yeah. also Noah's made like comments before in past music that like she's um, sick of being in the shadow. Exactly. Aww. Yeah, I have a that lot is... to say about that. So other pop culture news. Do you want to start us off? Yeah. So after everything we talked about last week, I did go and see Don't Worry Darling. Oh, my God. With Harry Styles. With Harry Styles. Styles. What did you think? Um, so it's it was getting like awful reviews, like we all know. This. Did you see it in theaters? I did see it in theaters. Yes. Interesting. Um, so like, I honestly, it's like a psychological thriller, and I like felt completely like fucked up after it. Like, really? My mind was just like it, I had so many questions. So so during the movie, it is it was, like, like trippy? Not really. It's just like you're just trying to figure it out the whole time, and you're like. You're probably wrong the whole Interesting. time. Interesting. And so, like, during the movie, it was, like, good. Until it got to the very end when you, like, figured figured it all out. And you're just like, come on. And it was just, like, a letdown. Like, the climax oh, was a no. complete letdown. And there was just, like, to me, maybe I'm just dumb. But, like, there was a lot of plot holes. There could have been, like, reasons <laughs> for what was going on. But I just can't. There's just these certain instances when I'm, like, now... Now that I know what was going on, what the hell was this? This makes no sense. And it only happened like a couple of times where I feel like it got the the, the proper ratings as well. Yeah, to say. like the Rotten Tomato scores yeah. that were like so bad. It was so well, like, as I mean, I'm not like a huge like movie buff and I don't really know about like direction like what and stuff really like makes that. A movie, yeah. yeah, but as far as I could tell, like it was it was very well done. It's just kind of like the plot that was was sucky about it. Yeah. So I didn't think Harry Styles is a bad actor though. Oh really? I thought he was I thought he did fine. Although we have a theory that the only reason he was the only British person in the movie and we only think we was think he trying to be was, like American? Well did he sound British? No he he was he had his like he was regular Harry. Oh, ew, but Harry? It, well, his name was Jack. But <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> he was the only British person in the movie. And, I mean, it, that was, like, kind of part of the plot. But we're thinking that they only threw that in just so that they didn't have to deal with his American accent. Because <laughs> it's bad. I think I've heard that it is. I mean, it has to be hard. No, I... I, I think about it. Because when I think of S, Ed Westwick, is that his name from Gossip Girl? Yeah, yeah. He does a really good American accent. Um, Emma Watson does. Yeah. And I'm like, how do they do that? Because when I try doing a British accent... No and bueno. when you think about it, there's like so many American accents, which I'm sure there is for for doing like a British accent, like depending on like what region you're in. That's yeah. something that's beyond me. I don't even. I, don't know I can't either. even tell the difference. But like, think about it. You could do like a Boston accent. You could do a country accent. You True. could do a Chicago accent. True. Valley girl, like. True. So I guess you just gotta pick one and go with it. But no, I didn't that's think he fun. was that bad. Um, but you just think like the movie as a whole was bad. Yeah. Maybe people are like blaming Harry for. Like, maybe that's their first conclusion is that people are just like, oh, well, he's never acted before. So, like, he's why it's bad. But right. really, it was just a bad yeah. storyline. But um, we were also wondering after all that, like, bad press tour, it, whether or not Harry and Olivia Wilde were still together. Yeah. Did you find out any info on them? They are still together. She How was do you know? spotted at his concert in Madison Square Garden, which do you know that why he went to that so thing out for, like, 14 it? days? He yeah. is playing Madison Square Garden 14 times in a row. That seems lame. That seems boring. That's I would like be bored. That's He's like Elvis. Yeah, but like, <laughs> but like that seems boring to me. For him. Well, I just think it's great. I mean, obviously, he's got a lot of fans, but it's crazy that he could sell it out for that many times. Maybe he sold it's not it out? sold out. Probably not. But to have Madison Square Garden is huge. 
They have like their the Madison Square Garden like social media accounts have like put him as like their banner and their profile picture because he's there really? for so long. Isn't that crazy? Who else could do that? Probably Taylor Hannah Swift. Montana. True. <laughs> no, I mean she didn't. But like, so what's the highest? Okay, so if you were gonna buy a Harry Styles ticket, what's the most money you would spend on a Harry Styles ticket? I feel like that is one I would splurge on. No way. Kind of. I would probably pay like. What's the most money? <gasps> really? Maybe one seventy-five. Wow. I would spend like forty dollars. What's the most you've spent on a concert? Forty. On a concert, uh, probably the Miley Cyrus tickets. They were like two fifty. For pit um, tickets, though. Oh yeah. They were yeah, like two to two fifty. I guess, yeah, it depends on, I think, honestly, well, I just started going to concerts and I have been going to like smaller shows and smaller venues, so it hasn't been that, lo- that yeah. much, but I'm pretty sure I spent, um, probably close to 150 to see Jack Harlow. I think it well, was Well, yeah, but you there. love him. So I do love him. Well, good. I would so... spend 200 or more to see Miley for sure. Oh, for sure. That was my thing. I was like, well, I could get like, okay tickets or I could just spend $50 and get a pit. So like, yeah. obviously we get a pit. Of course. Um, but yeah, so there's my little synopsis of that. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I felt like we needed to follow up for sure because I mean, I would have, I probably won't ever see it unless it's like, yeah, after this, streaming. I'll spoil the whole plot for you if you want me to. Well, if it ends up on like HBO or something, I'll watch oh, it. True. Probably, I'm sure it will. I mean, exactly. I'm just waiting these days. Um, Adam Levine, lead singer of Maroon 5, is a rat, is a rat. He cheated on his wife of like, of like so many years, and like she's pregnant. With his, I don't know if she's had his kid yet, but she has like three other kids with him or some shit. Yeah. Um, but he was caught up in people's DMs. Instagram DMs. This one model, I forgot her name, like Summer or some shit like I that. Um, but she said that he was messaging, and he like she like posted like videos of the screenshots, so they you couldn't you couldn't even like Photoshop it. He said that he would name his daughter after her. <gasps> Did oh, you I see never that? saw those. I only saw the ones that were like, holy fucking fuck, that body of yours or something. Yeah, I like think that. Tommy Lee from Motley Crue made an edit and it was him sending, <laughs> it was Tommy Lee sending oh, Adam so- Levine a picture, like an almost nude. Yeah. And Adam Levine said, holy shit, dude, that rod is crazy. <laughs> yeah. And that was the edit. Tommy Lee from Motley Crue posted that. I was like, oh my God, that's yeah. so funny. But yeah, he said he was going to name his daughter after this um, Instagram model that he was like seeing on the side. I'm Could scared. you imagine men are trash? Yeah. No. Yeah. That just makes that's like a new fear is put inside me now. Mm-hmm. Like, what if one day I have children? Which I'm not saying this would happen, but you never know because men are rats. When <laughs> what if one day I had children and one of the children I had was named after like Someone. my husband's like side bitch? Right. And you wouldn't know. How would you? New fear fear unlocked. New fear unlocked. Like, for real. Anyway, um, there's so... I mean, I don't want to talk about this too much because, like, every single podcast, every single person is talking about this right now. So it's it's super overrated um, at the moment. But we had to talk about it because that's crazy. And she was, like, a Victoria's Secret model. I don't know. Rat. Rat. That's that. Rat. Rihanna's performing the Super Bowl. What are your thoughts? I... There has never been news that has shocked me more than that. Same. She's been in retirement for like... For so long. For like six years. Right? And, right. And so we keep talking about like the qualities that make a Super Bowl performer, right? <laughs> Does she like fit any? I mean... I, if Beyonce could do it, she could do it. I guess. That's yeah, my thoughts about it. Yeah. She's got great music from before, but... And I guess actually maybe a lot of them. They bring back, like, older... She's probably, like, training so hard right now, getting her baby weight off. Yeah, literally. You think that she's going to drop some new music beforehand? That's what I'm wondering. Wouldn't that be exciting? I bet you don't. I'm not, I'm not, like... You can pull me some if you want. Like, the same amount. That's good. Um, I don't know, because I just feel like all she cares about is Fenty. And, I saw a meme about that today. And that she's going to pull up on the stage with Fenty with Beauty Fenty line. Beauty and just like stand there and point at it. <laughs> That's something like Ye would do. Yeah, true. Oh my God. Should we talk about him at all? It's the same shit. I don't have he anything just, new to say. He did do like a one hour like interview. I don't know if you've seen some of it. Like three um, days ago. I saw a little bit It was bit on ABC. It. Yeah. Did I you saw see like clips on YouTube. Today he released that he's making these like socks with sandals. 
like literal flip flops, and he was they were bedazzled. Is this real? He posted. I would buy. It. Yeah, but okay, his stuff's like way too expensive. But they did ask him in this interview. They were like, "So, like, when you do have like your own like." Like, because right now he, like, partners with Gap and all those kind well, of things. But he wants to eventually have his own. Yeah. Like, like sell directly to the customer. She was like, are you going to be able to have, like, affordable stuff for people? She's like, can someone go in there and buy a t-shirt for 20 bucks? He goes, you can buy four. Okay. But I'm like, okay, I would like to see it. Yeah. Like, first. don't tease us. Yeah. Um, back to the Rihanna thing, though. Twitter was so funny about it because, like, it was, like, obviously, like, blew up. And someone said, how much are tickets to the Rihanna football concert? Because I'm going to have to go. <laughs> I know. My friend was like, all right, so who's going to the Super Bowl with me? Which, one time, I will never forget this. We were in the bar, and it was my friend Elena. And I don't know how Rihanna came up. It, probably a song played. And she just, like, dead ass said, I would let Rihanna punch me in the face. And I was like, okay, yeah. I would be honored. Or maybe Rachel said that. Probably Rachel. Both of them were drooling over her, so. I feel like it would be Rachel. I think Rachel did. Yeah. Say. That's something she Elena would say. Agreed. Like, Elena would probably be like, true. Yeah. Someone also tweeted, how come the football players get to go to the Rihanna concert and I don't? Oh, my God. Yeah, really. They don't deserve that. They don't care. <laughs> they don't care. Only care about their dumb football game. <laughs> I think that she's going to put on a great show. I do. I do. Um, I mean, she I has will, no choice. I will, That's true. I, and they're not going to pick someone who's incapable, you know? And that's that's the whole thing. Remember when the black had peas? I guess. I was literally just thinking that. I was literally 14. Abs, like, immediately retracted what I said. <laughs> I was 14, and I remember, like, my dad was drooling over Fergie, and I was like... Ew. She sounded awful. Anyway. Um, I will say there were so many rumors that it was going to be Taylor Swift. Okay. Like the whole week before the this was released. Week. I was. Which would have made to me so much sense. Oh, well. She has so many songs. She is like. She's she's, she's crossed out so many boxes. Like. Yeah. She, I, she's going to do it definitely one she'll day. She'll do it one day. Absolutely. Perhaps right now she's too busy with her midnights. I don't know. Or and she's re-recording all those things. Yeah. Or or America's just simply not ready. That's how I feel about Miley. Yeah. Like, think we want Miley to be Super Bowl Miley so bad, but also will. she's really young. That's yeah. That's what, and that's. I think when she's in her thirties, like why it is Rihanna because she's been around for so long. So long, but Miley, it's just crazy because like Miley has two, but she was different. she's still so young. Yeah, because she started so young, but. Yeah, no, I think I think it will be really, really good. We just saw a really funny meme about it. So they made Rihanna just posted like what, like literally like a period, and it was her yeah. hand holding up a football. And it got like four million likes within like twenty four hours. Yeah. Well, someone just took out the football and put Plastic Hearts album. <laughs> that was, that was so funny. Yeah. So let's deep dive. Get down. Get your scuba gear. Get your goggles. <laughs> Get your air mask. We deep dive into this motherfucker. <laughs> anyway, we're going to go deep dive into Noah Cyrus's debut album. The Hardest Part. Ooh. Okay. A little synopsis for ya. If you didn't know, like how long ago? Like a week or two ago? What, that it released? Um, It was a week. Last Thursday. September 16th. 10 days ago. Yeah. Crazy. Anyway, her debut album is super personal record that she was originally going to release on July 15th. Her birthday. Is it her birthday? I think. Damn. Okay. I don't know. I think she's I a cancer. She has to be. She's Sad Girl Cyrus. True. Anyway, let us know. Um, <laughs> but it was pushed back to September 16th due to manufacturing delays. Like, get it together, world. We gotta, we gotta like, release an album. Right. Anyway, it was produced by Mike Crosey. Crossy? Crosey? I don't know. Um, but he's an award-winning record producer. He helped guide her vision and find her voice. And he's also produced records with the Arctic Monkeys. Wow. Ben Howard in the 1975. Okay. So she's in good hands is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. And they're super close. Like, he, like, co-wrote um, some of the songs he produced. I think he produced the entire record. So. Yeah. Shout Literally out to chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Um, it's filled with songs overflowing with honest, intellectual nuance and soul. And you could tell she has left every song on the album. Yeah, it's so depressing. Literally, like, had me in actual tears. Yeah, like, let's go for our overall thoughts before we like. We're gonna deep dive into every single track on the record. But like, when you first when you first listened to it, did you do like 
everything in order? Oh, always. So, like, what were your initial thoughts? Like, first impression thoughts. I just, like, I think I, I was in the car because that's where I listen to music. And I was just, like, in act, like in awe. Like, my jaw, if it could have been on the floor, like, that's where it was. And because it's just, oh, the sounds of it were amazing. Her voice, obviously incredible. It's gotten so much better. So much better. Like, and I, I thought was it was good like, before. So impressed. And the only thing that I could think of was like, this is her heart and her soul coming through every part of this. She's like a good alto too. Yeah. Like she's a good like. She's deep a really voice. good. She's a fun range to sing because it's it gets a little bit low, but like it's. I'm just glad it's not too high. Exactly, it's not too high, and so it's like really fun to to be able to sing along. Yeah, because I you know I can't be hitting those high <laughs> notes. Um. Yeah, I'm. What did you alto. think? I, when I first listened to it, first of all, I was telling my friend Evan this, but I was really disappointed with like how few songs were on the album. Yeah, I know. Like, kind of short. That's like a stupid thing to bitch about, but like, I feel like she released so many singles prior. So many. Okay. So that why? when it came out, there was like five new songs. I was, no, I completely I swear. agree. Why did she do that? I don't know. The way that she released, like, she did, like, two of them at a time. She just did them so quick. She did. And maybe we're just so used to, like, well, Miley, like, only releases, like, two singles, I feel like. Right. No, she does. And then sometimes the third. And the third comes out after the album did. Yeah, this is true. But I think Noah did literally five of them. Like, at least four. Yeah. Let's see. Um, I Burned LA Down, Mr. Percocet. I feel like Ready. um, Ready to Go. Ready to Go is one. And then, ready to go and was with another one. What was that one called? Oh, everything. Um, ends, right? Everything ends with that. Yeah. Yeah. So she released four. Out of the ten. She kind of teased, I just want to love her. Yeah. So like four. I know. So like there was only six, which is still a good amount of new songs. But like. We are greedy. I'm greedy. I'm hungry. <laughs> I got a big old stomach to fill. But that was my only, like, complaint. Otherwise, it was beautiful. Yeah. I really appreciated um, just, like, the flow of the whole album. Mm-hmm. Like, get your gear on. Get your gear on. First track is called Noah. And then in parentheses, Stand Still. And it was written by Noah Cyrus and PJ Harding. PJ Harding wrote a lot of the – co-wrote a lot of the tracks on this yeah. album. And Who she's she's done – um she did, like, a whole, like, duet album with him. Oh. Like on the side. Okay. But he co-wrote this with her initial thoughts. I think this is the saddest song I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. And from hearing this song, I think that one day there will be a documentary about Noah Cyrus. Well, yeah. There's so much that we don't know about her. I just feel like she's very close with her dad. And then she did this song with her dad, too. Like mm-hmm. she just released. They released it as a single. And... See, that's another thing. Why is she doing that? You Why does she keep re- re- releasing all these sporadically? Well, also, the more like the more singles you release from a 10-track record, like the less special the singles are, I yeah. feel like. Anyway, but this one on the album is just of her singing it. But then she released a version with Billy Ray. I will say it. the one with Billy Ray got me harder than the one without. Oh, for sure. Like, like I agree. Tears were flowing. I agree. Like when I first heard this one, I was like, Okay, like, it is really sad, but, like, the one with Billy Ray, like, added a new spin to it. Because she says, the the chorus lyric is, and my grandfather told my father, it don't get easier, just harder. Yes, it will. Remember, just stand still. (laughs) Well, just the very first line where she says, when I was 20, I didn't think that I would ever see 21. 21. Like, what? See, that's what I mean. mean. That's what I mean. Like, she has been through so much. That we just don't know. That we have no idea about. And And she had her own struggles. But you want, like... Nobody talks about it. All of this started when she was, like, three, following Miley around the Hannah Montana set. And, like, Noah was always there. True. And so she has been, like, grown up like this. And she's always, like, been behind. Yeah. I don't think she wanted it. And so now she's, like, dealing with all of this. Yeah. That's why I think that she'd be like the perfect, the perfect person for a for documentary. A documentary, yeah. like the same way that we don't know everything that Selena went through. And oh my god, I'm ready for that. Been. Yeah, I'll fucking good. buy Apple TV subscription for that one. Yeah, she did talk about this song. She did an interview with Apple Music, um, which was really nice. She did the interview with Zach Sang song. Sang. Sang. 
But she did tell Apple Music that she was six months into her recovery process. And the first line of Stand Still came from a conversation she had with her best friends around her 20th birthday. And she had told them that she didn't know she was going to make it to another birthday. Stand Still has just been around through generations of my dad's side of my his his grandfather, his dad, um, passed down to him and has kind of shared that advice of when you don't know what to do, just stand still. He didn't know really how much I really needed to hear that and be reminded of that at that time. Two, ready to go. And this This track- written by a shit ton of people. A lot of people. Um, This is definitely a little bit more upbeat, a little Mm -hmm. bit more poppy, but it's written by PJ Harding, the guy that was on the last one. Tommy English, don't know who he is. Britton Newbill, don't know. Jeff Baranowski, don't know. Luke Milano, don't know. And then Noah Cyrus and Victoria Zaro. So a lot of motherfuckers mm-hmm. wrote this shit. Okay. Initial thoughts when you first heard it. I liked it. was like more upbeat than the rest of it. Um, this Yeah. So this one we heard a few weeks prior. Than this the was album. one of the like ones that came up. Yeah. Um, no, I like it. It's a bop. It gets stuck in my head really easily. It's I woke up singing it the other day. If you're ready to go, no, you mm-hmm. I think it's such a touching song because so many people go through that process of saying, you know what, you go. You, I'm going to let you do your thing. What made you choose this song as a release? When I was writing it, that's what was happening. It felt like I wasn't receiving what I was giving to the other person. It seemed like the other person maybe wasn't as in it as me anymore. I was super in love. I was super in it. I was the one kind of hoping for it to work out. And, you were 100% you know, in. I was 100% in, and it just felt like, well, if this isn't for you, you're going to be the one that has to walk away because like, I, it's impossible for me to walk away from you. You're holding on. Yeah, and I think both of our self-control was out of control at the time. Okay, I like she, the notes on this one. She did call this song July's sister song. Mm-hmm. But she said they're actually more like cousin songs because they're about different people, entirely different storylines, and they each bring up different memories and emotions. She says she sees a lot of growth between like July and Ready to Go. Oh, so do I. Which I do too. Like if you listen to it, July will always be the best song. Like to me, that'll be like, I don't know if she can ever beat that song. So that's your 10 for Noah. That's my 10 for Noah is July. Like I need something like, like these are all great, but like. July just is like something else to me. Um, But yeah, she talked a lot about this song to Rolling Stone. She said it's about how she is incapable of letting go when she's invested in love someone, which totally understandable. Yeah. You know, like if if you're like putting all that time in, you don't want to like just leave. Right. But if someone else is ready to go, like what are you going to do? Right. Yeah. Um, She did say she wrote it a couple of years back in 2020. And her oh. and PJ retouched it to bring it closer to where she's at now oh, to release awesome. it for this one. Wow. Yeah. Because but this is a bop. I feel like July came out in 2020, did it not? I feel like it was like 2018, 2019. Oh, was it that long ago? Maybe. Oh. I didn't think it was that old, but could be. Time doesn't mean anything to me anymore. I feel like it was I 2019. Can't, I can't even believe that Maybe going into October, but. I know. Time is nothing. I literally just found out that it was 2022. Yeah. Like yeah, a few welcome, months ago. Welcome to <laughs> And now it's almost over. <laughs> um, okay, so what would you rate this this ready to go song out of ten? Um just your own personal yeah, opinion. Probably like a seven. Really? Yeah. I would rate it like I'd rate it like a six point five. Okay. So about the same. Um, okay, number three. Mr. Percocet. Mr. Percocet. <laughs> um, this was like her... Se- so this was her second single second before single. she released her album. It was written by PJ Harding, of course. Jason Evigan. Evigan. Sarah Hudson. And then herself, of course. What are your initial thoughts? I really, really love Mr. Percocet. Which I remember... Because I was just so confused that she was releasing all these damn singles. That I thought that this was going to be the name of the album. And I was like, interesting. You did. I remember, remember you were like. I literally announced it on the podcast, I'm pretty sure. You did. <laughs> you were like, oh my god, her new album's called Mr. Percocet. I was like, oh shit. I was like, I missed that. This is what I said. Like, you guys, <laughs> don't ever believe a word we say. 
We don't know anything. We never fact check. We literally see something on Twitter. We're like, oh, must be true. Must be true. That is my <laughs> toxic trait. Everyone I knew was taking downers as a way to party, as a way to cope, as a way to manage. And so for me, I was completely engulfed by it. And so it seemed like there was no escaping it in my lyrics. For me, like my lyrics are the only place for my body to release those feelings and release what I need to say. This is my story and I think it's time that I be open and honest about that. Yo, she talked about how like, you know, in the beginning of the song, you like hear the pill bottle. Yeah. She said that that was like a bottle of Advil in the studio. I love it. <laughs> they're like, hurry, go grab like, that bottle over there. Yeah, for this real. Is, this will sound good. Um, It was... This is unconfirmed, but it was reportedly about the toxic relationship she was in with a rapper named Smoke Perp. And that's perp at the end with two Ps. And, uh. and it examines the complicated journey of drug addiction while being in love. Do you know who Smoke Perp is? No, I never heard of him. She was with like a bunch of little like rapper guys. Remember when like she was with Lil Xan? Lil Xan. I cannot. Oh, I remember her being with him for like a brief period. I kind of do now that because, I see his face. Because he was on her like Instagram for like a hot second. Yeah. Oh, wow. He looks like a real keeper. He looks, yeah, he looks very familiar. Oh, my God. Why does his eye look like that? Ew. <gasps> that looks like fucking bubblegum wrap. Oh, it might be. Okay. Ew. He looks like he's on Percocet. Yeah, he looks, she can do way better. I've always thought that for her. She Everyone always picks these dudes. I know. Honestly, even when she was with Tana, I was like, Tana's kind of toxic. I agree. Like, you don't need to be with her, girl. You're going through enough stuff. Anyway, if you had to rate Mr. Percocet on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you what would you name it as? That one's like a like an 8.59-er. This one is a good one. I remember when I heard this, I was like, ooh, I'm really excited yeah. for the album. Yes, um, yes. I'd give it an... I give him a 7.5 for sure. You're harsh. You have to be. Um, okay. I just feel like I feel like I have a soft spot in my heart for Noah. I mean, me too. Everything she does amazes me. But like you gotta you gotta be a little harsh. Um, track number four is Every Beginning Ends. This is feet featuring Benjamin Gibbard. <laughs> and it was written by my or sorry it was written by noah cyrus and ben um, how often do you do that because i do a lot. lot i do it a lot um it was a collaboration with her and the lead singer of death cab for cutie i don't know if you remember that band i didn't know that's who that was he's the lead singer oh, yeah i think we talked and apparently about she's like a huge fan of his and fun fact brandy was talking about on her podcast how she introduced get death cab for cutie to noah like back in the day oh because brandy used to be in that like scene you know oh absolutely um and she introduced noah to that band and now she's fangirling over him being on the album and awesome. she she talked about how she didn't even want there to be a feature on the album but she had to give it to him because dang that's really cool and it's a country ballad that talks about the complex emotions of a relationship ending because it faded out naturally on its own somebody compared this song to billy ray and tish cyrus divorcing oh. on genius.com yeah and it kind of made sense because like if you listen to the song it kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. gives the same vibe <laughs> Okay, so what are your initial thoughts about the song? I know this was like her third single. Yeah, this was another single. This one came out with um the other one, ready to go. Um, yeah, I didn't really like it to be honest. <laughs> I know the last episode you were like, I'm not about it. Yeah, I don't like their his voices voice. don't sound good together. Exactly. Well, I think it's because she's so alto and he's not. And he's not. I, I think I like that the lyrics. It's, knowing the background of how special it kind of is to have him on it for her. Makes it that look raises it a little bit, but no, it's one that's a, this is a like skipper. I'm sorry, but it is a skipper. Yeah, it's just like a little too cheesy. I agree, and it's because of his voice. I think so. Yeah, he sounds like the fucking Pillsbury Doughboy. Yes, so true. So true. Okay, what's your rating out of ten for every beginning ends? Track number four. Four and a half. Ooh, four and a half of four. I'm going to give four. <laughs> I'm going to give four. Four. 
Oh, what is number four? This okay. track number four, and I'm going to give it a rating of four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was laughing. Okay. Um. Yeah, not much to say about that. Track number five. The Hardest, the hardest part, part. Which is the title of the album. And honestly, can I say, this track that was written by Noah Cyrus and Ilzy, this track is honestly, like, the best title track. Like, the, the like this, like, song... Yeah. I feel like is a very good title track. Like like yeah. this represents the whole album like yeah. in a f- I don't know. Like you know what I mean? 100%. <laughs> you guys, we got drinks before this too. True. <laughs> um the opening lyric says the hardest part of going home is facing that you're getting older. I felt that. I felt that too. Yeah. And yeah. I just like picture her like riding horses with her dad. In Franklin, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. I just think about how, like, yeah, the hardest part about, yeah, it's, like, knowing things that you were just oblivious to when you were a child, and that's the hardest part. Yeah, and then, like, going home and, like, being like, oh, remember when I used to do that, but now I'm an adult, so, like, why would I do that? Exactly. Going home is, like, when you're waiting for Santa. True. And now you know him. He's not real. Um, She told Apple Music. She said that the soundscapes that are in the song, they're from a video she actually took on her dad's farm, like on her cell phone. And she took it of a hawk circling its babies at a nest up in the tree. And she said that's the soundscapes that are in the song, which I've tried listening to and I I can't really tell. Hmm. Um, But she said it's like very set, like you can't really tell. And then she said her That's grandma cool. who had just passed away. So I think it's Billy Ray's mom, uh-huh. um, that they got her a little keyboard before she died. And the same day she played somewhere over the rainbow, we took that. She took the chords out of that song and put that recording into the song. Oh, cool. So like a piece of her grandma is in that That's song, awesome. which is and so what a like, perfect song for it to be into. I know. Um, That's a good one though. It's like when you listen to it, it's kind of like, it's like serotonin. Like, do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, it's like, bam. Like, yeah. there's no, like, no, build I really up. Like the there's no build it. up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like a constant, like, like, vibe. I don't know yeah. how to explain it. But what's your, what's oh, your, uh, yeah, just like the way that the music, yeah. Mm. The hardest part yeah. of getting home. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> going um, home. <laughs> yeah, probably like nine. Really? Yeah. I give it an eight. Okay. I can never be as high as you. <laughs> no, I mean, I just, I guess it's just how it is. I don't know. Because I'm saving my nine for a song that's on here that we haven't talked about yet. Um, But yeah, that was track number five. Track number six is I Just Want a Lover. And this is like, kind of like the only upbeat. poppy, yes. up, upbeat song. Which... Um, it gives me like disco meets country. This of all of the singles that she released, this should have been it. For real. This would have hit the radio. This would have hit the radio. That's so true. Like, why didn't she? Um, This was written by Noah Cyrus, LP, Nate Company, and Tommy English, um, which Tommy was on, like, the first or second song. Um, fun fact, though, I saw that she actually performed this on September 4th. 2021 in Utah at one of her concerts. Oh, shit. So, like, a year before it even came out. She, like, performed it on stage. Wow. Yeah. Um. So, that was pretty interesting. She literally pulled a Hannah Montana... I'm sorry, Noah, but not to compare you, but... um, <laughs> She pulled a Hannah Montana where she said something to an entire crowd, and apparently they all kept the secret. <laughs> it was probably one of those songs where everyone's like, I don't know what this is. Yeah, that's Like, true. you know what I mean? I feel like we've probably been there and we just like never even realized yeah, it. Yeah. Like um when Miley performed Space Boots like two years before she even like released it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that right. was a thing. It wasn't really talked about, yeah. Um the song compares her over to what she perceives to be the brokenness of America. And she told Apple Music that this is her Dolly song of the record. And she said what does that, that mean? she doesn't know if it's like the piano or if it's the twisting of the knife chorus um like the melody in that chorus but it gives her that classic country upbeat record which to me it like it's like country versus um like disco yeah like i feel like kind of like a casey musgraves type of vibe but like not golden hour casey musgraves but like her newest album it's kind of like upbeat more yes oh i love this song 
I just want to love her. Yeah, this is a good one. This is like right now, as soon as I get into into the car, this is my, my go-to song. This is my, this is a nine for me. This, okay. I was thinking that. I was really hoping that if you were saving the nine, that it would be for this one. Um, Ten. Sorry, but it's to ten. Really? Is this your favorite song of the album? Yes. At the moment. At the moment. Because I feel like well, I it's mind just so changes. hard. This is this one is easy to go to yeah. at any moment. This I can't just true. get in the car and just start singing, um, Noah. I just want to love you know. So number seven is unfinished, and that's written by Noah Cyrus, Ilzy, Dan Wilson, and J.R. Rodham. And um, this is a she actually told Apple Music this is a contender for the one of her first albums when she was 15 years old. So she's <gasps> had this on her hands since she was 15 years 15. old. 15. Imagine writing something like this when you were 15. She years wrote it old. with well, she wrote it with these other people, like she co-wrote it, and she always thought that it was way too mature for her to release. Uh-huh. And she said it was weird because when she wrote it with them, it kind of like manifested into her life. And it, like what the song represents actually ended up happening much later in Holy life. Shit. And she said the Eagles were a huge uh, inspiration for the song. Wow. Which if you listen to it, like it does give uh-huh. like the Eagles vibes. I don't know if you, a little if bit. you listen to Eagles, but it, it kind of gives that vibe. Hmm. What are your thoughts? That's nuts. I like this one a lot. I love this one. This is one of my This favorites. is my top. Yeah. This is my 10. This is your 10. Okay. True. Yeah, no, it's a nine for me. It's good. Um, I guess, well, because th- this is another one that is like just, it's I guess a sadder one for me. So it's not like it a really go-to. Sad. It's not as, a go-to for me, but like, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, this is the one that our live studio audience was most excited to hear about. That's right. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, number eight is My Side of the Bed. And this was written, My Side of the Bed. I kind of said that weird. This was written by Noah Cyrus and PJ Harding. And she has said multiple times that this song, in interviews, this song has been the hardest to ever, um, to ever, like, play, to write about, really? to reproduce. And I think this song, she has said that this song, like, represents her times going through substance abuse. Oh. I can't believe that. Well, Which I thought it was about, like, a lover or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but no, I, I looked into it a little bit. And she said that it was important for her to allow the listener to imagine what she was feeling when she said, I sink into the sofa watching that TV glow because that's how it feels when the substance has just started working and you're comfortable. So like I'm imagining she had like issues with Xanax and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so like I like now that I'm knowing that and I listen to the song, it it makes sense. Yeah. This is another one that will – so earlier when you mentioned that Unfinished was like too mature for her yeah. to release. Well, I've always thought that all of her music has been like, holy Very shit. mature. Very mature. Very mature for, for, for her age. I thought it was like still, July. 20, is she stuff. 22 yet or is she still 21? She, I think she's either way, She is, okay. Well, either way, she is like so young. And for her to be like writing any of this to me is just absolutely incredible. And this was another one that I was like, oh my God, girl. Yeah, this is a really good one. Uh, it's not like my favorite. Right. Me neither. I would give it a, for me personally, I would give it like a seven. Yeah, I would probably be around the same seven. Yeah. Um, Number nine is I Burned a Lay Down. I Burned a Lay Down. I love this song. <laughs> when this came out, we would always just sing I Burned a Lay Down. Well, this is when we still live together. <laughs> yeah. And this is one of my ticks that I would just walk around the house singing. Yeah. Oh, I wish I hadn't burned this city down because you didn't care. No, you didn't care. Yeah, I burned LA down and you left me there. Oh, you left me there. In the news at the time, there were tons of fires. All up north was in flames. It was definitely on my mind. And so that kind of sparked this topic of I burned LA down. And also I was trying to explain my feelings to the person I wrote the song about. Hey, this is this is a song that at the first listen wasn't into it. It was something this, that had like, to grow on me. Okay, but this is like I think one of her best songs on the album. Um, same. Because it grew on me so quick. It grew quick. on me so quick. And it's just like every single line in that song incredible this is the one crank it all the way up and you can sing along to every single word singing your heart out when she says when she says um you can't make a god out of somebody who's Who's not even half of a half decent man i said oh shit Mm. 
She got him there. Yeah, for real. I yeah. said, fucking rip him to shreds, bitch. <laughs> for real. That was very, very powerful line. That was powerful. Somebody on TikTok was like shredding her for saying that, saying like she doesn't, she's not a lyricist. I'm like, what do you mean? That is fucking genius. No, that is genius. Um, this song was written by herself and PJ Harding, you know, and she said that lyrically, this song gave her the same feeling she got when she wrote July and the end of everything. And, um, I got so high that I found uh, that I saw Jesus. Ooh, love that song. That's a good one too. Um, this was the first single off the album, and this one actually really made me excited for me the too. album. Not at first. At first, I was like, "Ooh, exactly. I don't know." Like exactly. we were talking about, but I was like, "So this was pretty yeah, good." No, I would give is... this. I'd give this a nine point five. I would give it a ten. Yeah, it's really close. Last song on the album is Loretta's song, written by PJ and Noah again, and this song is written for Tish's mom, Loretta, who had passed away. In 2020 on August 19th, in the middle of the lockdown during COVID. And this was also during the height of Noah's addiction to substances, she said. Losing my grandma really was the final breaking point. And I kind of, everything that I was struggling with multiplied following her death. I felt so guilty and so, like, I had called more, but because of, you know, because of the pandemic we weren't able to go into her building um for months someone who lived in her building got sick and they they shut it down my mom would drive by the window and they would wave to each other but i had never driven by the window and waved to her my mom's an only child and my mom was adopted um she lost her dad at 19 and i knew my mom's biggest fear was losing her mom my my biggest fear is losing my mom that when that day came, I would need to be there for her um, the way she's been for me my entire life. And I wasn't. This is a really sad song. Not my favorite, but it's like, I'm happy she put it on here for herself. It, this is one of the songs she wrote for herself. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah, which I love that she did that. Um, this is a song that I don't think I've listened to since I listened to the whole album. Because um, I definitely just go back to a couple of them and this isn't it, but... Um, beautiful nonetheless it is beautiful it's a good finisher like it's yeah. a good like ending yeah um yeah. she did say we didn't talk about this she said that sh there will probably be a deluxe uh version. she did say that yeah she said that in one of her interviews mm -hmm. um so i'm really excited because 10 10 tracks is not a lot that's like so a little more than an ep what's the point of doing this is another thing like with all these singles then the album and then the release of the one with billy and then a deluxe album what's the point of all this why yeah. do, you know what I mean? Why do artists do deluxe albums? Sometimes I I I believe that sometimes it's because they just like, oh, this is, has the same vibes, like let's just add it on. Could be. True. But this is obviously like already in the works. She she definitely was like, yeah, there probably will be a deluxe. I'm like, bitch, there better be 10 tracks. Yeah. So looking forward to that. No, but I um overall, I'm very, very, very proud of her. I am too. Like, I feel like I'm proud of her. Like, she's my little sister. Oh, I know. She is good. And we're going to see her in October in Chicago in on Halloween month. again. I'm so excited. A month from tomorrow. I am so excited. Well, okay. So I'm excited. I am. I'm so excited to see her. I just don't. What? What? What vibe? What, what are we what, going to experience here? Because like, do every I concert. I don't think so. No, no, no. Every concert I've ever been to, it's been like hype and fun. And like, it's been like this huge production. And I can't picture her doing anything except for standing at the microphone and singing these sad ass songs to us. Like, We're you, all just going to stand there and cry, I think. True. Like, could you imagine her doing a banger show? No. No. Like, we'll have to ask Carrie about, because she saw her at the Indianapolis State Fair. Yes. I remember that. So we're going to have to like like see what the it'll be was. so different though so different so that that'll was, be fun yeah. to hear her talk about it because after the concert we're gonna record an episode with my we're gonna sister. do a noah cyrus deep dive like into her whole career yeah not, yeah the whole thing the whole thing the whole thing um but yeah it's gonna be good we should finish this episode off quickly with some picks of the week my pick of the week is the Dahmer show. Ooh. With uh, Evan Peters, directed, produced, directed, whatever, by Ryan Murphy. Um, it's on Netflix. It's like 10 parts. Um, I think each episode is like an hour long, but it's about Jeffrey Dahmer, the like serial killer, cannibalist guy. Um, like, I don't like the fascination about like serial killers and like giving them a platform, but I feel like 
this is one's a little different. Like, this doesn't, like, glorify him at all. Like, you know the one with, like, uh, Zac Efron, Zac Efron and Ted Bundy? That one yeah. kind of was a little bit, like, glorifying. This is not giving... To me, this isn't giving, like, hot serial killer vibes. This is giving, like, sad, depressing, like, can't believe the victims went through this. So I would give it a watch okay. if you I have time. I keep seeing about it. I don't know that it's something that I'm into, but... He did such a good job. I, I heard he's about to get, like, as many Emmys as he can. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And Ryan Murphy, like, such a good... Yeah. It's just... I would give it a watch. If you if you like that kind of stuff, it is very gory um, and sad, of course, like... But if you like that kind of stuff, it's good. Yeah, that's what I've heard that he did so, a very, very good job. That's mine. Um, I would say I don't have like a thing, but I would say that my pick of the week is like going to the movies. <laughs> I think that that's something <laughs> that we've gotten away from, and I just not I me. Just, my boyfriend always makes me go to the movies. Okay, him. well, I haven't in a really long time. Not a lot of people. Obviously, though. like I just saw Don't Worry, Darling, and like a month ago, I saw Elvis, and just like I sat there with my little popcorn and my drink. Elvis is still your pick of the week. Elvis is Let's always be my pick of the week. Are you still obsessed? Yeah. <laughs> I had, oh, you guys, I was having like a really sad night. I was just like in a really sad mood. And I just sat at my kitchen table with the candle burning and all the lights off. And I made some tea. And then I said, hey, Google, play Elvis. <laughs> That's my pick of the week, actually. <gasps> I didn't know you had a Google. Hey, Google, turn it up. Let's go out to this. This is a great way to end things. Go to the movies, listen to Ellis, and drink some wine. Cheers. Sure, I need. Oh, let's pour it. Let's finish the bottle. Like old times. Popping bottles. Like how Elvis Presley popped his pills. Oh, stop it! We don't need to. We don't need to cry. Good night, everybody. Cheers. Good night. Cheers to the governor. We haven't done that in a long time. Yeah, Love you. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Miley Moscato, and more. Follow us on Twitter at Miley Moscato. Leave us a review. Comment on our shit. Comments. Literally, tell us what you think. You will tell not us hurt what our to feelings. Do. Tell us what to do. What do you want us to talk about? Boss us around. Boss us around. Scream at me. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye.